You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hi, Murph. Well, hey, AP. How's it going? Oh, fantastic. I am just getting for, ready for the RAGBRAI route inspection pre-ride, which as we record today, it's going to happen next week. I know. I um, have all my kits set out. They're like spread across one whole room, trying to make sure I don't forget anything. So I'm pretty excited too. Yeah, it's it's coming right up. And I hope that the riders are also excited for our trip because we're going to be podcasting every single day with different facts and information about the route and how difficult it is and all sorts of things from as we experience the ride so you can prepare for your ride across Iowa in July. Yes. And a funny insider note, um, AP and I, you know, we get done riding each day. We're kind of, you know, we're still dirty, have sunburn, getting ready. You know, we got to change before we go to the next event in the evening, but we both have to like look at ourselves and say, don't talk about the weather. Don't talk (laughs) about the wind. Don't talk about if it was raining or sunny because, you know, the end of July, it'll be a completely different, um, a whole nother ball game. Yeah. A completely different ball game. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, it's really important to us at the time because it's what you're feeling as you bike. But like, as far as you, the listener, who cares, (laughs) you know, it's going to (laughs) be a million times different. And the only way that I like to spin it sometimes is, encouraging others to uh, get through something difficult that I just did. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Sometimes there's headwind, but you can do it. I know one time on the pre-ride, we were riding four miles an hour and we freaking did it. (laughs) That (laughs) is right. Yeah. And, but we will talk about the elevation and cool things to see along the way because that will not change come end of July. Absolutely. And hopefully we get some cool insider knowledge as to what the towns are planning and stuff like that. So anyway, Yes, yes. And of course, once we get closer to July, we'll do that super, super popular episode where we actually talk to somebody from each community. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Okay. So AP, you and I are riding our bikes 500 miles Mm. next week. Um, Any interest in a free (laughs) e-bike? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me too. Well, I saw that Minnesota recently passed a statewide, I think they call it a rebate program, Mm. where cyclists can apply to get up to, are you ready for this? Yeah. $1,500 towards (gasps) the purchase of an e-bike. Whoa. That's a lot of dough. I know. Uh, It's just such a nice way to incentivize people to not drive so much. I saw somewhere that I don't know, I was reading something online that said that most errands are less than five miles from home. I mean, an e-bike would really be a great way to take care of those errands without driving. I know for me that I would love an e-bike just to get to work a little quicker. Yeah. And based on when you and I were in Reno several years back, Uh um, I was your cargo. Remember that? I do remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the best kind of cargo, uh, human (laughs) Uh, but yeah it was such a good time and we had such a blast just biking around I mean there's nothing that can replace a quote-unquote real bike but an e-bike just adds an element of fun and makes things just a little bit easier to where you can enjoy your bike ride in a whole different way yeah and I did notice there are gosh 
I think there's about 10 states now that mm. offer some sort of incentive. Um, Minnesota seems to be the most aggressive with it. Mm. And hopefully that also means that they're taking care of cyclists as far as, you know, bike trails so that mm. distracted drivers and new e-bikers are not <laughs> sharing the same space. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, well, let's fingers crossed it's a massively successful program from beginning to end and Iowa looks into it because an e-bike would be so sweet. Oh yeah, especially if we can get a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so let's get to our interview. On the show today is Heath Thompson mm. and I got the chance to actually meet this inspiring man in May. Uh, remember when we did the Not Just Newbies ride here in Cedar Rapids? Oh, yeah. Yep. And I have seen uh, Heath posting on various RAGBAR-related Facebook groups. So I've been really looking forward to this interview since you started talking about um, arranging it. So if you haven't noticed online or seen his name floating around, he started what I'm going to call an EPIC, like capital E-P-I-C, EPIC Weight <laughs> Yeah. Epic weight loss journey a few years back, and he successfully lost over half of his body weight. Wow. Yeah, and he'll tell the story, but he was well over 500 pounds at one point in his life. Um, he doesn't know the exact number because he couldn't find a scale that mm -hmm. would actually give him an accurate number, but he's so proud of his story, and he's literally under 250 pounds right now. Wow. Congratulations to Heath. That's an incredible achievement. It is amazing. And his, like his attitude is so positive. Um, and of course he's done all of this in a healthy way with nutrition, exercise. He does a lot of like lifting weights. Mm. So he's doing it with a plan to continue doing it going forward. Mm. And then as you know, based on seeing his name, he recently added cycling to his fitness routine. Yeah, that's the best way to go is to make it a part of your life instead of just a little a fad or a crash diet or something like that. So more power to him. Oh, and I heard he was uh, gearing up to do Ragbri this year? Yes, he got a new bike about six months ago, and this will be his very first Ragbri. And I'm pretty sure you'll hear this in this interview, but he's over a thousand training miles already. Wow. He's so excited to like do every mile and show everyone that he's going to do it. Well, I'm so excited to hear Heath's story. This is exactly the kind of hype and encouragement I need to kick me off on the route inspection. Yes, I feel like it's a super inspiring story. I'm really glad that he chooses to share it as often as he does. All right, well, enough with the banter. Let's get to it. All right, I would like to welcome Heath Thompson to the show. Hey, Heath. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Beautiful day. Yeah, here too. And so here's what's funny. The listeners don't know this, but I found out that you and I live in the exact same community, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yep. Yep. Cedar Rapids, born and raised. Me too. But here's a funny thing. While we're interviewing today, I'm actually down in Austin, Texas, and so we couldn't meet in person, but that's fine because it's still going to be an amazing interview talking about something that has to do with biking. Yes. Okay. Well, I already told the listeners where you live, but do you want to describe in your opinion, like how you feel the cycling culture is where you live? Um, so this is my first year actually cycling. So I'm new to the cycling culture. Oh, wow. 
Um, but uh, so far, it's been fantastic. I pretty much every training ride that I've gone on, I've met a new face. I've said a hello. Um, my bike is brand new to me as of six months ago ish, six ish months ago. So I, a whole lot of the maintenance on a bike is also new to me. Sure. And I last weekend had my chain fall off for the first time and just had a, a random gentleman stop. We had a nice 10 minute conversation. He saw I was struggling with putting the chain on, back on and he showed me a quick, easy trick to do it. And so it's the community is fantastic. That's awesome. And are you spending most of your biking miles on uh, roads or sidewalks or trails? Maybe trails? Uh, most most of it's on trails, the Cedar Valley Nature Trail that goes through Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. Typically, I'm doing about four days a week, and I'm not a fan of riding against the wind, <laughs> as I'm sure most people are. Right, yeah. So I pick my route based on I want the first half of it to be with the headwind. So the second half of my bike ride home can be with a nice, cool tailwind. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I agree. And it's funny because I do the same thing where I'm, like, getting ready to go for a ride. And I'm like, I really want to go, you know, people who know our community, like, oh, I really want to go to Ely or I really want to go up to Lafayette. But mm-hmm. right before you get ready to go, you do have to look at the weather and think, I'd much rather have an enjoyable ride on the way back than to fight the wind on the way back. So you're right, yeah. So when you look at why you are on this podcast, it is because you're a cyclist, and like you mentioned, you know, first time, um, or let me rephrase it, you're on a new bike, you know, in the last six months, um, but there's a reason that you're on the podcast. So I'm really excited to have you on to tell your story, and uh, are you ready to tell it? Yes, always. Okay. Yes, I'm I'm always happy and ready to share and hopefully motivate and inspire. Yes. So you're on to talk about a significant weight loss, at least in my opinion. I feel like it's significant. I mean, you, I won't spoil it. So let's just say, what do you want to tell us about your weight loss journey? Um, So actually the start of my weight loss journey... Uh, which the start of most things are probably the most difficult. Yeah. The start of my weight loss journey, I don't know for sure what my heaviest weight was. I am currently under the 250-pound mark. Wow. I know at my heaviest, I was over the 500-pound mark. I just don't know how much over the 500-pound mark. Mm-hmm. So I have lost over 250 pounds. It started actually many, many years ago as a New Year's resolution. So everyone that likes to dog on New Year's resolutions not working, sometimes they do because that's how mine started. <laughs> I was going to say, you're proof. Uh, it was the beginning of 2014, and I actually used to go to a couple of different um, doctor's offices here in town to just borrow a scale to try and get a number. And at that time, they didn't have scales readily available that went over the 500 pound mark. So I didn't get my actual first weight number until October of 2014. Hmm. So I'd already been losing weight for 10 months and I'd actually already lost two shirt sizes. Um, I was fr- went from a 
8XL that was super tight down to a 6XL shirt. And that weight number was 477 pounds. Wow. Can you kind of describe, I know you said it was a New Year's resolution, but was there something that either happened or did you just say, oh my gosh, I need to make a change? Or like, how did it start that particular day? It was just the decision to stop hating myself and yeah. working on finding a way to love myself. There, there was not that light bulb aha moment that a lot of people talk about mm -hmm. uh, that just wasn't there for me. It was just making the conscious decision to change. And my perspective on a lot of things have changed because of it. Like I no longer am a, why is this happening to me? Why am I the one that has to go through this type of person? And that was my personality and thought process before. Mm. Now it's a thought process of, okay, I've been through it. I've accomplished it. How can I use it as a tool to help other people? Yeah. And I, and I think simply sharing it on platforms like this or Gazette or local news, things like that. Well, I get tons of messages from people going, thanks for being so open and transparent about the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's probably thousands that see it and get inspired that I'll never know. But I know they're out there, and I'm glad that my story's been able to do that. Yeah, and a, a you know like a, a short side note, um, I put on an event. Um, gosh, it was probably a month or so ago, where it was you know anybody who wants to come out and ride, we're going to ride on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail, which is an important trail in our community, and Heath came, so I got the chance to meet you in real life that day. And you were just like everyone else, you know, riding a bike, going to the different places that we went along the way, stopping, you know, chatting with people. Um, but, you know, hopefully you were not mad at me. But I did point out at one point, I'm like, this man right here has lost half his weight. And here he is riding a bicycle that, you know, when he was over 500 pounds, I'm assuming you did not ride a bike at that po point did, in your life. I did not. Actually, when I got my Kona six months ago um it was the first time i was on any sort of mountain bike road bike hybrid bike since eighth or ninth grade so wow. just before high school so what made you decide you know after you made all this significant weight loss and lots of progress in health how did you decide a bicycle was maybe the vehicle you wanted to choose a couple different reasons as a kid um, around the neighborhood riding with kids like my friends, that's what we did. We got on bikes and ride, rode. So the nostalgia factor from that, it also is a great tool for me to not necessarily continue to lose weight because I'm totally happy in the 240s where I'm at, Yeah. but maintain where I'm at, maintain being active and things like that. And if I choose that I want to lose weight more than what I have, or if I have future goals that require me being a little bit lighter than what I am, mm -hmm. the, the bike is a great way to do that. And training on a bike is very similar to weight loss, as in the fact of nobody's going to just hop on a bike for the first time and ride 100 miles. Yeah. My yes. first time on my bike, I did four miles out, four miles back home, and I was pooped. Mm-hmm. 
and same thing with weight loss. Like I am, nobody's going to lose 200 plus pounds without first figuring out a healthier relationship with exercise and food mm-hmm. and losing small amounts of weight to get them there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like aha moments on finding that balance of food and how it connects with your like mental health? kind of none that I can think of off the top of my head yeah but I I know that there are things that have have happened food wise that have helped with that sure yeah so you mentioned when we very first started talking that you uh have a new bike as of maybe six months ago do you want to tell us about it yeah I uh so I actually am going to ride 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 for the first time Woohoo! and I had talked to some friends here locally and had talked to uh, one of the local sports anchors for a new station who's also an avid bike rider and he pointed me in the direction of one of the uh, locally owned bike shops here in town mm-hmm. um, and then I have some friends that own businesses locally so I just kind of put the idea out there on social media of there are a good number of people that watch what I'm up to. Most are cheering on. There's the few that are like, there's no way he's going to make it. Oh, and, and I pointed out there that I was going to accept sponsorships from local businesses Mm -hmm. or friends that wanted to donate. And then I'm going to have their logos custom printed on the back of jerseys. So they actually, paid for the bike for me oh wow that is awesome and what kind of bike did you get I got a Kona Duplus Mm, XL nice and six months into it are you still like happy with the how the bike performs yes yeah yeah I've had zero issues with the bike like there's the occasional adjustment of a seat yeah like the stem of the handlebars to get where your comfort zone is at but that's no bike issues at all. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And I've actually, after I do my training ride tomorrow, I'll actually be just over the 1,100 miles trained on it since beginning of this year. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I also uh, ride a Kona. Mine's a Kona Sutra, and I absolutely love it everything about it it's like a really sturdy bike it like gets me from a to b and then some and i don't know if i'm going to be able to uh, change it anytime soon (laughs) yeah it's a big difference from riding a mountain bike as a kid 20 years ago too yeah like i can pick it up one-handed it's super light i have zero issues putting it in the back of my suburban if i want to go drive and train hills somewhere outside of town Uh uh-huh that completely different than bikes as a kid yeah okay so here you are you are half the man as far as physical weight than you used to be and you said you know what I'm gonna ride ragbri yep so um I don't know if you said this earlier but have you done ragbri before nope this will be my first time oh my gosh actually my longest ride up until last weekend was when I joined you and the group that rode 40 miles. Oh, yeah. 
on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail. Excellent. So tell us like what your plan is for Ragbri. Do you know how you're going to do it? Or, I mean, obviously you've been training if you're over a thousand miles already. Yeah, I, I think I have a pretty good game plan. Um, so I have a relative that's actually going to drive my uh, Suburban. I have an oversized SUV. Mm-hmm. I have cleaned out the back of it and we have it built into a little camper van situation. Oh, so nice. yeah. Instead of having him go to meeting towns and then overnight towns and pitching tents, we're going to be camped right where the RVs are at. And then we'll have a nice cot and some mattresses back there. So it's going to be comfort level on that. Uh, My goal is to each day do one thing that I wouldn't typically do. Mm -hmm. So whether that's... uh, slip and slide down a hill or oh like like the fun crazy stuff yes yes oh yep. oh my gosh I hope I see you at some point because that would be great to uh do a slip and slide with you or something like that <laughs> yes I uh I'm gonna do my best to, to vlog each day without taking away from the fun of enjoying a tour across Iowa to try and document it as best I can too sure and are you um, doing it as, you know, a lot of, I would say, half of Ragbriars do the ride. I'm going to say solo, meaning that they're not with a team. They're just doing it on their own, even though you're surrounded by people. Are you doing it that way, or are you part of, like, maybe some sort of team? I am doing it solo. Oh, excellent. Yeah, solo. I'm self-supported as far as having one support vehicle with me. Mm-hmm. Um. I do have a handful of people that have reached out after they've heard or seen kind of my story and they have offered to bring me a jersey of their team and invited me to ride with them for a day. Oh yeah. So while my plan is to do it solo, I've got a feeling I'm going to make lots of friends and be not doing it solo at all. Right. <laughs> Which is the way Ragbri works, right? You know, or maybe you don't yes. know, but your first year you know, you're a look or oh, let me rephrase that you're solo, but you're surrounded by people. And what's so interesting that I've learned over the years with Ragbri, like, let's say you start each day at, you know, 7 a.m. So you are on your bike at 7 a.m. Your support vehicle zooms away and whoever you're riding with, they are, you know, let's say 5,000 people around you, but for some weird reason, you will end up seeing those same people every day because you're in a routine, they're in a routine. It's just, I don't know. There's anybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about Ragbri. It's just such an amazing experience. And I'm, I'm a very excited for you to experience it too. Yes. I'm, I imagine a lot of friendships are formed having, whether it be, a thousand or 30,000 people that close together for six straight days. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And you're going to be, go go ahead. And I'm much more a people person now than I was 250 pounds ago. I was not a talk to strangers person. I was a walk into a crowded room and Mm -hmm. I'm going to look down because I don't want to make eye contact with people. Now I'm very much social butterfly. So I'm going to have no issues with if I recognize somebody two blocks away, I'm probably going to holler at them to try and say hi. Oh, that's awesome. Well, if you look at 
you know, maybe let's just be specific with like RAGBRAI training. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep going with your fitness routine, knowing that, you know, in end of July, I'm going to ride my bike across Iowa, but what keeps you motivated? Um, I, so I tell people this all the time. I'm not always motivated. And no matter what a person's goals are, whether it be fitness, health, wanting to run their own business, whatever their goals in life are, motivation is always going to come and go. Yeah. But if you have the discipline and dedication to those goals to pick up when the motivation is lacking, you are going to do so much better. And I look at it as working a nine to five the same way. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, no matter how much you love what you do for work, not everybody wants to go to work every single day. Yeah. But you know you have to put those hours in to make the money, to use it for whatever it needs to be used for. Mm -hmm. Same thing with dedication to your goals. If RAGBRAI is the goal or whatever fitness thing they have, before mm -hmm. RAGBRAI I wanted to do my first unassisted pull-up. Mm. I knew in order to do an unassisted pull-up, I was a little over 300 pounds at the time when I made the decision. I either needed to be able to lift weights to build the muscle or I needed to lose more weight to be able to pull myself up. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at, at goals the same way as that you've the dedication and the discipline has to be there to pick up when the motivation happens to be lacking. Yeah. And I think no matter what uh, the end goal is, there will always be uh, highs and lows. There will be days when you don't want to do anything. And then there'll be days when you want to like, I'm going to go for a second bike ride today. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Do you have any, um, either maybe some tips that you could give listeners on nutrition? The biggest tip that I use for myself personally, and I think it would help for a lot of people, is to try and avoid overly processed foods. Oh, yeah. The more lean meats, the more fruits and veggies you eat, throughout the day to fill yourself up are going to give you a lot of energy, but also on the flip side, that healthy relationship with food, mm -hmm. food is your fuel. Mm -hmm. If you know you're going to be doing something more active, you know, you need to have more of that fuel to get you through. So don't be shy about eating a little more than you typically would. If you know, you're going to be doing a lot of training for something. Sure. And I would assume you know, based on the fact that you are now training for RAGBRAI, like you have somehow developed a really healthy relationship with food, you know, whether it was, I don't know what it was. Maybe I'll just say that. Do you, do you have like a moment in time when you can think I have a healthy relationship with food now? Uh, probably a few years ago that that moment actually clicked. Yeah. Uh, but as far as during training for RAGBRAI, the, the biggest thing was, again, teaching myself, I'm doing more activity than normal. Mm -hmm. You're, I'm burning, at least according to my Fitbit when I wear it, I'm burning like 800 calories per hour that I'm on the bike. Mm -hmm. So I need to replenish those calories as I go. So if I'm doing three hour, three and a half hour, 40, 45 mile bike ride, I know that I either have to plan stops where I can get food 
or plan to take food with me on those rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, um, I'm assuming p- listeners will agree with me on this, but if you go for a super long bike ride and you're either you forgot to bring food or you're choosing not to eat, then nine times out of 10 for me, I get home, take a shower and then I'm famished and then I will overeat and I'll usually eat crap because you just want to get whatever's close to you in your, in your mouth. Yeah. They're quick, easy and convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And then exactly like you said, then you're getting into too many processed foods. Yeah. I think being prepared is key. Oh my gosh. I completely agree. Yeah. So besides um, training for ragbri and biking, do you have other um, aspects of fitness that you put into your routine? I do. Uh, before training for ragbri, I was weightlifting five days a week. Oh wow! So I, it, it, the beginning of starting to train for ragbri has been a switch physically, going from a specific five-day weightlifting routine to now I do weightlifting Monday, Wednesday, Friday after work, and I do ragbri training on the bike Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh okay. Um, the other thing I like to do is hiking. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a very nice camera. I do a little bit of nature photography for fun. So if I just want to go out and be active and not necessarily ride the bike or lift weights, I go to Palisades or one of the local spots here close by and just take the camera out and go be with nature. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, there is, dare I say... I'm going to call it a mountain, Heath, because you and I both know it's called Mount Trashmore. But, um, you know, we're in Iowa, so there are no mountains. But there is a entity where we both live that's called a mountain because it's actually uh, used to be a landfill that they've turned into a recreational site. Have you been to the top yet? I have lots of times, actually. Yeah, that's an amazing um, hiking area and just a cool overall Beautiful place to go view the city. Yeah, it's going to be good training for my goal after Rag Ride, too, because I already do have another goal planned for afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Let's hear it. Um, so just past Denver, Colorado, there is a place called Hanging Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, what it is, is it's a crystal clear lake that forms after the snow at the peak of the mountains melts and pools towards the top. In 2016, I was on a road trip with my brother, and we just happened to see a sign about it. And we're like, let's go hike up and see this uh, crystal clear lake. It's 1.2-ish miles, Mm -hmm. but it's 1,000 feet up in elevation. Oh, wow. And I I did not make it to the top in 2016 when we went. So my goal is to start training to go conquer that and make it to the top. Yeah. Are you going to do it in 2023 or 2024? Uh, let's shoot for the stars. 2023 it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks. Next year. All right, listeners, you heard it here first. And uh, would you be accepting of uh, if other people wanted to do it with you? Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my gosh, that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely make an event page on 
a social media site, Facebook somewhere. Yeah. And invite whoever wanted to meet there and go to the top. Yeah. That's always like a, for me at least, a great motivator when you, you know, put it on social media or put it somewhere and other people want to join you. Then you're like, well, well, whether I want to or not at this point, I'm doing it and I'm going to do it well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be a big, uh, motivator when you know there are other people ready to be there with you yeah exactly yeah so speaking of motivators do you have any advice that you would give someone struggling either with their health or their weight or maybe they're like I can't do rag I just can't yep I'm gonna use a really simple analogy that I use to answer this question a lot but it's not always the easiest for people to do think of goals no matter what your goal is, stop thinking of the end goal at the rooftop of a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. You you need to do each step of the goals to get to each floor before you can get to the top. So set small goals that are going to help you get there. Like for me, example... I'm not just going to hop on the bike and ride 500 miles. Right. My goals are Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. I do 20 miles each day. Sundays, from now until RAGBRAI, I'm trying to add five miles each time. Mm -hmm. So today was 40 miles. Next Sunday, I'm going to push for 45. Uh, Okay. So look at goals any goal you have in life is the same, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And it's going to, those bite-sized pieces of each step until you get to each floor are going to be much easier to achieve. Over time, you're going to get to the top, which is your end goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you think about it with as far as like losing weight, right? So, you know, we're talking about gaining goals and gaining advice, but like losing weight, you, you didn't, I mean, yes, you did lose 250 pounds, but you have to do it like a quarter of a pound at a time or a half a pound at a time or a, even an ounce at a time. Like, you know, you're making conscious decisions. Absolutely. And sometimes you're going to have weeks. So say you're losing an average half a pound, three quarters of a pound a week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes life happens and you're going to have a bad week. Sometimes that weight's going to go up. Mm. You cannot stop working for those goals just because you have a bad week. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. And like earlier when we were talking, you mentioned something about a jersey and people were going to put their logos on it. So, you know, I don't know if that opportunity still exists, but you also mentioned that like people kind of pitched in money to get you a bike. Are there other opportunities like that that exist? I do, I do have I do have a Venmo, a Cash App, uh, things like that. If people wanted to donate to anything like that, I'm totally open for it. Yeah. If you see me on Ragbri, I'm bald, big beard, tattoos, big teddy bear. <laughs> Don't be afraid to say hi. Yeah. I am five and a half years sober. So if you try to buy me a beer, I'm going to tell you no. Yeah. But if you want to buy me a Gatorade or a slice of pie, I am all for it. And do you accept um, high, f- high fives? Yes. Heck yeah. High, okay. High, 
high fives and hugs if you're a hugger. I'm totally for it. Uh, I love it. I love it. So here we are. Um, this episode is probably going to air either the end of May, uh, probably the beginning of June. I mean, we're two months away from Ragbri. Like, do you feel confident that it's going to happen? 100%. Yay! That's so yeah, awesome. I have, I'm almost fully funded for everything that I need. I Between donations from friends and me saving money out of my own personal stuff, the the bike is here and every bit of gear that I need to have on the bike mm-hmm. is I have headlight, taillight, helmet, sunglasses, which were a must. And I didn't realize they were a must until you ride through some bugs, bugs. on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail <laughs> yes. and you realize that sunglasses are not an option. <laughs> um, I have all of the gear that my support driver will need for the back of the truck mm-hmm. as far as cooler I actually had a friend that I, an acquaintance that became a friend that I met through TikTok, who's working through his own weight loss stuff, uh, bought me a Jackery, which is like oh, a portable yeah. power bank. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's all paid for. The only little bit of money that I'm going to be saving up between now and then is simply going to be for food expenses and water expenses for myself and my support driver. I don't think he should have to pay for anything. If I'm having him take a week off of work, I should cover that. Uh, But other than that, I'm fully funded, fully prepared, ready to sweat my butt off with everybody out there. Awesome. And we're only a couple, couple months away and we will be all enjoying Ragbrite together. Yes. I'm excited. Good. Well, Heath, thank you so much for coming on to, you know, expose yourself and share your story. And I hope that there are people out here that are motivated by your story. Being open and transparent is the most important. I uh, completely agree. Well, thank you so much. You are welcome. And thank you for having me. This is was fun. I'm betting this won't be my last podcast that I'm on. All right. Well, I'm glad it was your first. (laughs) Thank you. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at justgobike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!